0: Everybody and welcome to Taking Control the ADHD Podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right there is Nikki Kinsler.
1: Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright.
0: And welcome back. Thank you. It's you been too. A fantastic <laughs> vacation, time off, doing the things that we need to do to be healthy. And um, and today we are starting our uh, big month of talk about money. Money, 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 and money, ADHD. Before we get yes. into that, you're going to head over to TakeControlADHD.com and get to know us a little bit better. Listen to the show on the website, subscribe to the mailing list, or uh, grab the link to jump right over to iTunes and subscribe to the show for free so you don't miss an episode. And as always, we appreciate your kind reviews and uh, five star reviews over at iTunes. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD and call us. Leave us a voicemail at five zero three six six four four ADD. Get your voice, your thoughts, your questions on the show. And we do have some voicemails that have been stacking up, and so we'll be getting to those over the coming weeks uh, as we do more shows that are related to that follow-up. So uh, stay tuned. If you've left us a voicemail or a a message, uh, trust me, we'll get to it. Uh, Absolutely. just not right away. I do have one brief bit of follow-up that I think is so good that I've been holding it for two weeks um, that I got from Kevin Cummings, who wrote to me talking about a Gmail tip that I think is so good everybody needs to know it.
1: All right. Are you ready Tell this? us. All right.
0: I am. Uh, this is a trick in Gmail, and I'm pretty sure in other services uh, as well, but you need to check with your provider. Uh, but Gmail does this, and it's wonderful. Did you know, Kevin writes, that Gmail allows you to add to your email address, and it will still get to you? If you use the plus sign at the end of your name, you can add more characters. For example, if my email is sample at gmail.com, I can use sample plus sign bills at gmail.com to flag all my incoming bills so that I can apply a filter. Love the show. He nice. Says. love the. Well, thank you, do Kevin. You, do you get what I'm saying here? Do yes. you get what Kevin is saying here? This is so good because it is an on the fly filter that you can add to your email address. When you, when you go into say your gas company website and they say, what's your email address? You can say my name plus sign Name of gas company, in our our case, uh, who's my gas company? Northwest Natural. So I could say, you know, Pete plus NW Natural at gmail.com. It's not my address, but whatever. And I could then set up a filter using the tip we talked about last time uh, to actually filter only Northwest Natural uh, uh, messages into a special bucket.
1: I like label. it.
0: It is really, really It's a handmade. great way to filter
1: it. You yes. can do that
0: on the fly. You don't need to uh, set anything up. You just, as you are <laughs> registering, there's nothing to do, but add that plus sign It is a great tip. And I'm so grateful for Kevin to write that in. That is really I great.
1: I love it. And I was just thinking of something kind of snarky. So, you know, when they always ask you like you're at a store and they're like, can I get your email? And I would say, no, you can't. <laughs> uh, but it would be funny to not, this is not funny. I, I was gonna say, you know, you could put like Nikki plus junk <laughs> at gmail dot com, but that's not nice.
0: Nikki plus, I hate your email at gmail dot com.
1: I would not do that. No, it's
0: even better. Nikki plus, I will never read this. I com. will never
1: read this. <laughs> it, it will be trash.
0: So mean. Direct to trash at gmail. Direct to
1: plus direct trash. Oh, I mean, that's, that's awful. not nice. Okay. Moving on.
0: All right. So we are going to talk about money and ADHD today. First of all, can yes. you just start, uh, t- tell us about why uh, this it has become an important topic for you? Uh,
1: I would love to. Yes. Uh, this all started, you know, money is is definitely an issue that that clients and I have talked about in the past. Um, not every client, but there's been a couple of clients that, you know, this is a stress to them. But where it really started was uh, last year when I was um, going through the um, ADD coaching academy. My, I had to do a final project, and the final project had to be something um, to do with ADHD, but not necessarily something that we covered in class. And so I chose to do money and uh, or money management and ADHD, and um, I learned all kinds of fascinating things. And that was really the idea. I mean, that's how, that's how this got kind of stirred, is I thought, well, I, gosh, my report itself is. For good episodes of of the podcast, so. is this
0: is this topic? I mean, is this something that can we be, because honestly, uh, until we started planning this series, I, I and I'm embarrassed to say this, I never realized how much ADHD behaviors were affecting my money management. I never even made the connection. I never thought really, about it. really. I'm in. Wow. Embar- I'm so embarrassed to say this. It's only been since we started bringing this up. I think probably we talked about a month and a half ago, two months ago, that I started really thinking about how is this. How is this, you know, how does this work for me? How do I, what's my relationship like to money as a result of, of how my brain works? And I, I'd never made the connection.
1: Well, it's interesting, and I, you know, you're probably not the only one that's never made that connection, um, because yeah, you kind of think of your ADHD affecting time and organization, and, uh, particularly
0: and, productivity. It,
1: yeah, yeah, and not necessarily um, decisions around money. But you know, it, it's interesting because I've got some statistics to share.
0: I want to hear them. Uh,
1: okay, so one of the the books that I that I checked out when I was doing my report is called "ADD and Your Money." And it is from, or by written by Stephanie Sarkis. And I apologize if I did not get the name right. Um, I'm not good at names. I'm just going (laughs) to like admit that right now. So Stephanie Sarkis, um, PhD. And so she wrote this book and it it starts off with some some statistics. And so just to give you an idea, people with ADHD have a greater amount of debt, more difficulty paying their bills and less money saved up than people without ADHD. Now, if we look at that statistic, It makes sense. Um, for someone like me who has studied ADHD with coaching, um, the the greater amount of debt comes from the impulsiveness or the impulse shopping. Right, right, And so it's the, you know, not really thinking through, I really just want this. And so I'm going to buy it. Um, and, and so that, that kind of is a reason that the, the, the you know, that the debt comes and we're going to talk about some strategies um, down or later uh, in a couple weeks about how to kind of curve that spending uh, more difficulty paying their bills. It's not necessarily that they don't have the money. It's because they forget about the bills.
0: Yeah. Right. They either lose it. They don't know how to manage their paper. They exactly. the bills just get tossed and stacked and.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Missed. So again, these executive functions that we've talked about in the past are really getting in the way of managing money. We're, you know, we're forgetting, we're not organizing, maybe we're starting, um, to, to pay the bill, but we don't send it off. I mean, you know, I, I, how many people out there and I'm sure people are shaking their heads. Yeah. I, I paid that bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just still happens to be in my car yeah. with the stamp on it. Even. Right, right. Right. Um, so all of these things can, can kind of happen. Um, unfortunately people with ADHD have lower incomes than those without ADHD even when they have a similar uh, education level. This is, um, from Barclay Murphy and Fisher in 2008. I'm not exactly sure, um, how they came up with that statistic. Um, but that's what they're saying. Uh, people with ADHD also miss more days of work due to unofficial absences.
0: Absolutely. Can see this.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, people with ADHD are more likely to take risks, uh, that lead to a loss of money. We're talking um,
0: like gambling, or, or gambling, betting um, betting,
1: probably, um,
0: probably making decision investment decisions Investments. yeah
1: Yeah. You know, somebody like, I I know my husband is, and and his cousin, they love talking about the stock market and what's hot and everything. And so you can imagine if you uh, don't have that pause button in front of you, you get really excited and you're just going to, yeah, I'm going to buy this stock, you know, Mm -hmm. without really thinking um, what that could really mean. Uh, In my class, I learned that people with ADHD or ADHD are two thirds more likely to be fired from jobs, three times more likely to, to impulsively quit. Jobs and 50% more likely to have changed jobs in a given period. Um, Now, these statistics clearly show that there is a challenge around money and kind of answers that question that that you were saying, like, oh my gosh, this really has a connection. Mm -hmm. Um, And unfortunately, as some people know, um, the consequences can be, you know, very, very severe.
0: Yeah. And, I, you know, I think we're getting to this idea of of how, I mean, these are, these statistics and, and observations are, are sort of observations on the outcomes. But mm-hmm. for me, what it really comes down to is how I think about money. Can we talk about some of these kind of belief systems that go into yes. impacting ADHD and money?
1: Yes, absolutely. And this is, um, when I was doing my project, uh, when we, when I was in coaching school, like it's kind of funny to say that, but when I, when I was in coaching school, (laughs) uh, we talk about beliefs. We talk about limiting beliefs because that's a lot of what gets in people's way when they're trying to move forward is they believe a certain thing, something that they've either been told or they've just been telling themselves. And so, um, some, some limiting beliefs around money could be that you feel like you've never been good with money. Therefore I'm never going to be good with money. Mm -hmm. I, I can't stick to a budget when, as soon as you hear your, 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 or as soon as you hear yourself saying, I can't, that is the time to really evaluate what it is that you're saying, because it most likely it's a limiting belief. You and
0: know, this is, this is so big. I have to jump in because I, yeah. I have this, this, the, the thing I've been thinking about, I'm sure smarter people than me have come up with a, a better uh, way to frame this. But the thing for me is the halo of negativity. Because mm-hmm. I think that uh, those who are struggling with ADHD, i uh, speaking for myself. When I say things like, "I am, I'm, I really struggle with managing time and attention. I really struggle with focus on the things I want to focus. I struggle with where I can't manage my calendar, my time. Right, uh, these things that I've had to really fight to get a hold of over the last, you know, five six years that there is a halo effect to that kind of language. And it makes it so much easier to say, I can't, I can't keep up with the bills. I can't manage my money. I'm terrible with money when I'm already accustomed to saying I'm terrible with time. Yeah. Right. Like I'm terrible. And then from there, it's like, I'm terrible with relationships. I don't focus on making the commitments or or living up to the commitments to to my friends and and my spouse. Like that halo of negativity is, is huge for, for, for me.
1: Well, and it's a domino effect because like you said, and then it starts to spill into all areas of your life. Um, and then it really stops you. It really becomes a roadblock of, of moving forward because if we can't get past, um, you know, the, 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 I can't to wow. But what if you could?
0: Yeah. What,
1: what would that open up for you if you could? And so let's just explore that possibility, you know, of what that would look like and trying to shift that negative to positive. And and that's what we do in coaching is, is, you know, I ask those questions, you know, what if, what if you could, what if you were good with money, how would that change? Um, and something else that I thought was really interesting with, with the, in the book, ADD and your money is she talks about how, um, the way you were raised can have a lot to do with, with your own value that you put towards money, right? So if you grew up with a lot of money in um, in your childhood, you probably didn't have to worry about it. So maybe you don't have the same value to it as somebody who struggled and saw their parents work six jobs and they didn't get everything that they wanted. Um, they're going to hold different values. And so um, one of the things that I'll, that I'll put on my blog is there's this exercise and it, and it comes straight from ADD and your money. So, you know, definitely check out her books. It's a good one. Um, but there's these questions of trying to kind of dig in your past a little bit to kind of figure out how, what your values are around money. And that can also help you move forward. Um, and, and what you want to do with your goals mm-hmm. and, and where you want to see yourself, whether it's getting out of debt or you want to save for retirement or whatever, um, just having a better understanding, um, of what you think about it can make a big, huge difference.
0: Well, and, and I think if we're, whether or not you're struggling with ADHD, you, uh, you know, it's, it's very likely that you didn't have a great education on money. Because it's not something that we as people are good at teaching our kids, right?
1: Yeah. And if you also find, you know, ADHD is hereditary. So absolutely. I mean, the likelihood of your mom or dad having ADHD, but maybe not knowing that they had it, um, could make a difference because then, yeah, the, the money management or they never spent the time to teach the kids how to, how to deal with a budget or all kinds of things Mm -hmm. could happen there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: So where do you go from there? And I mean let's say you we're inviting people to go to the blog to go through this checklist and I think we can there are some great you know questions on there that help you think about your history with money and your money belief systems. Where do you go from there to help people in a more practical uh kind of place?
1: I would say that then at this point we need to have a little bit more clarity of what it is um, you're trying to achieve. What is that financial goal? What um, what are your not just the main goal of I, I want better money management well what does that mean and so I think that the next step is really um, trying to figure out what it is that you want and like I said is it paying off debt is it paying off your house is it saving um, f- for college for your children and maybe it's all of those things um, but that's what we need to figure out is what are your priorities what would you like um, and you can kind of simply do that with just a few questions of you know what is it that I need to do here what 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 do I want? Um, what do I want to feel like, you know, at the end of 10, 10 years, or, I mean, I know that the, there's going to be some financial advisors that will go short term, long term, very long term. Um, and Would next week, you, oh, well, I was going to say
0: that none of those things um, really, I mean, all of those things, I should say, address a core problem with ADHD behavior cycles, which is they allow you to separate um, this idea of the here and now Wants, desires from the fact that you've never probably really thought about what money management is, right? Money management day to day is oh my goodness, I really want that Apple Watch. I'm going to go get it. Without any attention paid to, you know, at 65, I'm going to need to really have a retirement plan that's nailed down.
1: Right, um, right. And,
0: and it's, I'm going to have to start thinking about that now because that's so hard to do. Um, you know, money management is not just about here and now expenses. And I think that's what, you know, having that clarity is a good way to kind of frame it is just to, to to really look at, you know, separating um, here and now from long-term
1: from the future. And, and I would really highly suggest, you know, enlisting help, get help, um, whether that is a financial advisor or an accountant, or even if it's somebody that, you know, who you trust, um, and you think they're good with their money. Like, and I say you think, because sometimes people pretend like they're good with their money and they're really not. I would suggest that you get some help if you are struggling. Um, in trying to figure out what this clarity means to you, you know, financial advisors can be great for this. Accountants can be great for this. Um, even somebody that, you know, um, that you think, you know, seems like they're managing their money pretty well, ask some questions and get an idea of how they do things. I know Pete, you have a great way of, of managing your bills. We've talked about it, um, on the show and, and I, I'm going to bring that up to you or ask you to, to talk about that again in a different show. Um, in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, I think it's good to kind of figure out who is around you and what kind of support, um, can you get, because you don't have to do this by yourself because that's, that's when it becomes really overwhelming. Um, is, you know, you go and you buy a book, uh, how to set a budget or how to get your money in order. And it's just confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and because so, you're not uh,
0: working with your data. Right. You know, you're working with a, a you know, you, you've got to have have that. Particularly with money, I think it's important to just be able to look at your numbers and have somebody with you that you trust that can look at your numbers. I, I'll tell you when I this is one of the reasons this is this whole clarity discussion is such an impact on me is because it puts such uh, uh, man. It, it's like putting a puzzle together of my youth. Mm-hmm. Uh I am one of the many 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 people in this country who who um you know racked up a ton of credit card debt when I was in college mm-hmm. uh because you know I'm not living with my folks I'm I'm living on my own and suddenly these credit card offers start coming and I They had, make it so they easy. They make it so easy. Instant uh you know instant qualification uh, and approval and suddenly I have you know five or six credit cards in my wallet that are getting just maxed out over the course of a couple of years. I have thousands and thousands of dollars in debt and I had no thought to the future as I was you know, signing up for those cards. No thought to, my, to planning what I was going to do when I got out of college and had uh, you know, a job that wasn't paying me enough to, to live and make minimum payments on that. No thought to any of that stuff and that so much of that is due to how my brain worked and, mm-hmm. and I did not have any, I, I had no clue. I had no clue. Yeah, yeah. It took years. I had to move out of the country to pay off my credit card debt. (laughs) It was big sacrifices to make that work. And so I think this is so important.
1: Well, and it's interesting because this also brings up a memory that I had with my husband before we were married. We were just dating. Because usually you date before you get married,
0: and <laughs> you, I, thought, I could have sworn you
1: guys were arranged. No, no, we weren't. <laughs> uh, but when this goes back. My my story goes back to kind of the value that you put around money and how you grow up. Because we were dating, he got a bonus from his job, and he immediately invested it. He didn't spend a dime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: he took the check and he put, and he invested it. And I looked at him like he was crazy. I was like, really? You worked hard for that. You should like go buy yourself something, you know? Um, and so it was just a really interesting conversation of the value that, pe- that, that two p- different people can put on money.
0: You know yeah and and you know his i he, for a guy who also, as we've talked about, displays some a d h d qualities yes it money management has never been a problem for that dude
1: no, and he it is, is it on is, the ball he's on the ball, and it is it is definitely because of the way he's he's grown up. Um, it is what, how he was raised. His, his, uh, grandparents lived in the depression and so they were extremely thrifty and frugal. Um, and you know, his parents are the same way. I would say that each generation has gotten a little bit more relaxed. Um, But yeah, it never even crossed his mind to, to spend that money where for me, I was like, that's gone before I even got it. Right. Right. (laughs) So, but you know, financial, I mean, this is also a really important topic because if you look at why people get divorced, I think one of the number one reasons is because of finances. So this is important. Um, you know, regardless if you have ADHD or not, it's, I think it's a, it's a great way to have more insight of, of what you believe. especially if you're getting married or you are married and you're, um, you know, doing finances together with someone, it makes a big deal. Um, what I want to leave people with, because I know we, we kind of talked to again, just kind of leaving, um with some questions around clarity. Um, take some time to think about, you know, what is that picture of, of financial freedom for you? What would that give you? Um, what's getting in the way right now of that uh, achieving that freedom? What resources do you need um to help you with your goals? And if you can, um, what is that first step? Maybe it is calling a professional, maybe it is um, you know, figuring out exactly how much debt you have. I don't know what that is. But I think that that sometimes can be a really good starting point. Next week, we'll talk about some specific strategies around money management. But this week is definitely, um, about just getting a better understanding of, of your values and what you think about it. And then, and then we'll move forward.
0: Outstanding. Yes, good stuff. Great, great stuff. Uh, so thank you all for tuning in, downloading, uh, listening to this episode. Uh, you know, we've got, uh, as Nikki said, we've got several more weeks of this stuff and it's really important. So, you know, even if you think you have your head around your money, just, just stop and be reflective and really think about how you manage your bills, how you manage your finances and your long-term plan and see if you can uncover some ways you could improve too. We all could use it. Uh, so there we go. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we will catch you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast.